thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hello there, wonderful listeners. Thank you for joining us again on Wellisman Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea, and you can find us on social media. So we are the Wellness Women on Facebook. We are the Wellness Women official on Instagram. Um, please don't give us hate mail after this episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Dr. Ashley is Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. I am the Period Whisperer on Facebook and Dr. Andrea XO on Instagram. And ladies, the reason I said that is because we're going to broach on a fairly emotive topic today, and it's... I think it's something that we sort of went back and forth about whether or not we were actually going to cover this. And then we've had so many comments, so many questions. We honestly get asked about it every single day in practice from our patients as well. And it's about the new documentary that's come out called Game Changers. So tonight or today, whatever time you're listening to this, we're going to give you our opinion. And so just remember, this is just our opinion, um, which is certainly based in some science that we've looked into behind some of the facts of the film as well. Um, And this is by no means an associate. This is not a criticism of vegan or vegetarianism by any stretch of the imagination. This is purely the film. I just want to make that disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I think it's it's important to touch on things, particularly this, uh, you know, the Game Changers has hit the, the marketplace and has been given the iTunes best-selling documentary ever. So, Whoa. you know, it's it's a massive, um, massive game changer <laughs> in just downloads. Um, it's a game changer in downloads. That's hilarious. No pun intended there. N- well, totally pun intended because the thing yep. is that, you know, they intended to come out and shock and surprise and make a name and get to the top of the charts and they've done that and I think that that's um 
you know, something I've always had a little bit of criticism is, is don't get, let the truth get in the way of a good story. You know, like that's, um, that's the kind of thing that happens when you're, you know, you're intentionally, you have an intention, a mission, and you know, you've got an all-star cast, right? So it is a documentary, but I think this word documentary, this is where I get a little bit um, peeved about the word documentary. It's, it's, it's always been uh, envisioned that documentaries are somehow more factual, you know, more more evidence-based, that a documentary is groundbreaking and, you know, cutting edge and all these things. But really, you know, documentaries should just be called movies because in so many different ways it's often that documentaries cherry-pick their information, um, pick and choose what they show in this case they straight up went for an, an all-star cast, right? Like James mm-hmm. Cameron is an award making film director like this guy made titanic and avatar he knows how to make something that sells it doesn't get any bigger than that but at the same time there are vested interests there so james cameron owns a pea protein company and he has very you know he's very publicly said that he wants to be the biggest pea protein company in the world and his wife also is starting a chain of vegan schools across the u.s so there is absolutely conflict of interest here okay so this is not just an altruistic film by any stretch of the imagination i actually find it really hard to believe that it's like the best doco of all time i don't know about you ash but just my opinion i found it super boring um, um well i as i said to you i'm challenged to even bother you know talking about this tonight because for <laughs> me it's just like uh, do we really have to but yeah we do really have to because i'm certainly getting some friends um posting a lot of you know, um, very strong opinions across Facebook and social media, um, posting all these things. Are they for or against? Totally for. Like these people, when I say, are being converted, it's awesomely impressive at how effective this film has been to, you know, create um, questions about the environmental impacts of meat production and consumption, all this sort of stuff, Um, but then also presenting it like it's, you know, a secret pro-performance fuel inducer um, that somehow it makes super athletes and it's better than anything else that's ever been done before. Um, Just by, you know, starting having that conversation about, you know, the gladiators, like as soon as you start talking about these mythical, historic kind of, um, I mean, who hasn't seen the gladiator, the famous Russell Crowe, like just hello, it was ripped men looking absolutely extraordinary. Now, I am so sorry, but I call BS to like the most pumped up superhuman men in history living a, a vegan diet or living a full vegetarian diet. There is no way they could have carried the body mass and fat needed to protect themselves against violent impacts and trauma, which was gladiatorial, you know, warfare. Um, well, apparently they did that as a self-protecting mechanism. So they actually consumed so many grains to have that excessive subcutaneous fat layer because we know that grains fatten you up, right? That's yeah, why right. they feed yeah, them yeah, to, yeah. Yep. to cows to pr- try and protect them from injury. But that was considered, think about the, the time that that was done in when, he, you know, the people who were well-to-do would be would have been able to eat, you know, fish and meat and those sorts of things. So these gladiators were slaves. They were killing each other for entertainment. It's the most barbaric thing in the world. They were slaves. This is not something to be compared to. That has no basis in science whatsoever. Like it's completely irrelevant um, well, maybe they, they have maybe an average lifespan of meat. two years. Yeah, maybe they didn't um, have meat. Maybe they couldn't access it because of, you know, poverty, so to speak. Like it wasn't something that was really available. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, would you then consider that, like I feel like laughing and say, well, then they're probably just dumb. Like, you know, no brains, all brawn. 
<laughs> we know the impact that, you know, persistent um, vegetarianism can have on the brain or, you know, veganism can have on the brain. So let's, you know, let's be real about that. But anyway, um, that's just beside the point. I, I just think it's yeah, like, again, it fell into my category. Of, oh, that's really nice cherry picked <laughs> information, yes, like absolutely. making a really and great story out of it. it. Sounds amazing. And then segue into Arnold Schwarzenegger, segue into MMA, you know, super athletes. Um, yeah. And my, you know what, and this is why I'm getting a little frustrated listening, you know, to us having talking about this, but um, it was just, I was sitting there just going, okay, so you've just picked out like two or three people, um, no women, by the way, at that time, um, all men, and you are telling me in the, you know, lifespan of the Olympic Games, for example, there was, you know, like how many of those athletes were truly vegan? How many gold medalists in on a global mm-hmm. level? at a mm-hmm. global sporting level, a truly gold medalist on a vegan lifestyle. I really yeah. don't think they cited enough references and examples of that. You can't pull out two or three people. Um, one of the guys, well, yeah, he made Olympic finals and stuff, but he was, you know, top eight in the world. That's not number one. I want to talk to number one. <laughs> yeah, and Ash, I completely agree. And I did have a look at the careers of some of the people that they really referenced, and a lot of them are not competitive anymore. A lot of yeah. them broke away because of injury. Um, I know they made reference to the there were the um, the uh, MMA fighters. Um, Conor McGregor was one of them. The other mm-hmm. guy, um, I think Nate Diaz. So um, yeah, Nate won that first fight. Eight weeks later, Conor. I think it was eight weeks later. I could be wrong on that, but Conor McGregor won the next one. Um, they did have the two female Olympic athletes. One of them was Australian. Um, she was the 400-meter sprinter. She's not competitive anymore. She is now not even considered as fast as some 10th graders. So, uh, you know, like they even referenced the, the Williams sisters. They are not vegan all the time. Um, you know, it's just it, you're absolutely right. It is cherry-picked research um, it's a lot of the guys on there that they show, yes, it's very interesting, compelling stories, but it is to sell the documentary, right? It, it is, it follows this very classic um, sort of breakdown to really draw you in, to get you really emotionally invested. It has pretty pictures that show shots and graphs without much actual referencing. And the references that they do show, I went and read, and we can talk and break down some of that right now because, you know, a lot of this is unfortunately like it is a lot of BS. And this is not to say that you can't be a vegan athlete because you can be. You can absolutely be a vegan athlete. Whether or not you will have, you will thrive on that is, I think, depending on how well you do it, um, depending on, you know, uh, who knows what your recovery will be like. This is not against vegan or vegetarianism. Like like we've said, that's definitely not it. I think, you know, most of our listeners who've been following us for a while know that both you and I have had our own journeys with being vegetarian, being vegan. Um, I went to the extreme of going raw vegan and then had to kind of claw my way back out of like the really ill health that happened from that. Uh, And so we're not saying go one way or the other. What we're trying to do is to pull apart some of the misleading information in the film, and I think that that's part of it. And cut through the Hollywood, right? Um, yeah, Hollywood's exactly. a master, you know, master stroke of storytelling. That's what Hollywood's exactly. all about. So for me, whenever I look at documentaries, and, and this is probably why I like some more of the grassroots documentaries because 
a lot of those people that do grassroots documentaries just have a great story to tell. They're often investigative journalists, not, um, yes. you know, they're not coming from a background of, uh, say, multi-million dollar marketing, spinning, movie making, you know, mm-hmm. stages, which is really, really hard yeah. to compare to. But um, there's a lot of people out there trying to tell a real story, you know, a real cutting edge, a real um, scientific story because there's – depth to the information to the research they've done mm-hmm. um so this is probably why i was challenged with this one because i just thought oh yeah look i can find you an argument for and against you i, I could pick out the same research and totally. go and find you a counter article to you know counteract that claim or that piece of research um yeah so for me you know i, I looked at it and i thought yeah but that you know talking about things like you know you need to be talking about things like the inflammatory like inflammatory effects but then going and getting all excited about meat causing greatest inflammation in the body and, you know, the worst thing to human health mm-hmm. was like, but hang on, that's in contradiction, direct contradiction with evidence that's been given, you know, in regards to some of the cardioprotective health benefits of small amounts of animal protein. Yeah. So we're not talking yeah. about large quantities here. So it's not saying that, um, you know, if someone's going from a, let's just say, you know, a full meat-eating diet to a vegan diet. We're, we're just talking about this transition of what's healthful, what does the human body need, what does the human brain need, um, what's what serves, you know, our health and hormones the best. And we're constantly talking about women's health, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. we can't, you know, not express our concerns about the idea that people around us are switching over to um, vegan diets because they believe that this whole meat is just a big global money-making giant that's poisoning us all and you know there's a purpose behind it and it's like a little bit of that paranoia kind of coming through and i'm just like um healthy yeah. amounts of animal fats have been again and again time and again shown to be you know um, advantageous to human health and partly the reason we can thank the development of the human brain and the human um, conscience and I guess also the the human intellect. Um, so for me, I'm just like, ah, okay. And like you, Andrea, I've done full circles on things. So let's pick yeah. apart just some of the things because we want okay. uh, ladies listening. What we want you to take from this today is that when you watch something, when you hear something, when you read something, we want you to apply some critical thinking, some, I guess, that mm. little bit of a challenge thought rather than seeing me going, oh, my God, so true. That's amazing. Oh, he must be right. Arnold Schwarzenegger said that it must be gospel. Um, we want you to sort of sit there yes. going, you know, a little bit of challenge going okay so i wonder what's in it for them or i wonder what's you know what's driving this um point of view or this point of reference and is this founded you know founded in science or is this just something where you sort of cherry picked out certain articles and information i mean they, they've referenced things that are actually essentially articles you can't reference yeah. an article reference <clears throat> a research paper an article is just a pub like a, an opinion poll really like an article is just anyone could write an article um that doesn't make it a good reference it just makes it a reference and i think people are getting misled into the idea that they constantly back themselves up with science but what yeah. is the science and there were some parts in the film that were just absolutely false um ash okay. what Let's uh, let, yeah what were some things that really stuck out to you uh, oh, look, as soon as you start showing, for me, the, the vials of, you know, the spun blood with fat and all that stuff, I'm like, oh, come on now. Like, it's can- just, it's. <laughs> Oh, it's just a picture. It's it, there's no there's no scientific basis for that. And I've it's funny that since they actually displayed that on Game Changers, I've actually seen a whole bunch of people in the health industry actually doing that same test and showing their blood. And uh, depending on the type of diet they have, it has the exact same result. It is clean and clear. It's those ones that eat, you know, a 
moderate level of plants with their small amount of animal protein. And if you do say, for example, a live blood analysis, if you've just had some fats from whatever source it is, you can see that in your blood. Yeah. That's a normal part of the digestive process. That's mm-hmm. the normal thing that happens. It, it's literally, I looked at it and went just, so what? It literally means nothing. It's just a visual. But it was a powerful visual, yeah. right? Because I yes. think if you talk to most people who watch The Game Changers, they go, oh, my gosh, that blood tells everything. Like, that's the story right there is it's proof. Um, but, you know, again, I, I don't think that, that that's not scientific, right? That means you'd take a cohort, you'd you'd see, you know, across a broad spectrum, run an actual research project, not just draw some blood and spin it around. You know, like that's mm-hmm. – there's got to be a little bit of um, – reproducibility coupled with you know <laughs> laboratory standards of testing but um anyway that was just one of the visuals that stood out for me um mm-hmm. i'll look f- you probably know the one i'm gonna say next because i'm sure you had the same challenge the peanut butter <laughs> oh yeah oh that was hilarious um okay so there was a comparison of lentils peanut butter to the protein that's in meat and eggs so it says that you can get exactly the same amount of protein from lentils from a peanut butter sandwich as as what you can in meat and eggs. But there's a huge difference between eating a small cut of meat or having some eggs to eating what you would need to have is a third of a cup of peanut butter on that sandwich, a third of a cup, which is about 500 calories, because they're saying that the quality or the source of the protein doesn't matter. And that's something that I had a really big problem with, that the source of the amino acids is irrelevant. What about the quality of our food? So does that mean that we could be eating absolute shit like what they're bringing out in all the fast food joints now? So they're getting those like no meat hamburgers and all of those sorts of things and consuming that because it has, you know, comparable amounts of protein and that's healthy. Like what a crock of shit. Um, Just while I digress down this tangent for a second and like seriously, what a segue. But um, actually a friend of ours knows um, a company who bid to produce the patties for their new no meat Whopper burger, whatever that's called. Oh, wow. So, and they had to get it at a certain price point where the company that was, um, you know, sourced to make the burger, the burger patty, could still make a little bit of a profit and it's cheap enough for Hungry Jacks to take it on, right? So, they got it down to four cents a patty, four cents per patty. They sell them at $7.95. They got it down to four cents a patty and they project them because they found someone who could do it for two cents. Oh my goodness, that's extraordinary and concerning. So it shows you the there, you know the markup and the corporate giant at play right there. That's great. There that you is had no that access to information. real food in something that is two cents a patty. Yeah, extraordinary. Wow, that's amazing. So anyway, that that's just you know a little yeah. bit of an anecdote there, but. The source of your food is so important. The quality of that is so important. And it's whether or not your body's actually able to use and assimilate that type of protein that is so important. Yeah, that was really frustrating. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> oh, look, and look, the other point that stood out for me was, um, you know, related to cancer risk and meat consumption and comparing it to cigarette, you know, smoking. And I was just like, come on now, that's. There is some correlation between high meat consumption and increased risk of cancer, but, you know, the correlation saying that it's equated to cigarette smoking is, you know, false, just full stop. So, um, 
you know, for me, when you start saying things like that, whilst they're very poignant, very memorable, um, very striking, you know, they're the kind of things that people will remember, like, oh my God, meat, meat, you know, eating meat's as bad as having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the takeaway you got from that, you know, point of the movie, I would suggest just carefully rethink about some of the, <laughs> some of the content and why it's been presented that way. Um, again, they've done a great job of connecting a very strong visual image with a very known negative impact, like a cigarette, yeah. to, you know, an animal product. Um, what if they'd done that to a plant product? Would you still feel the same way and would you believe them? Um, it's really, really interesting to see that they've got – so I could flip it the other way and say, do you know what, excess consumption of grains could be considered equally as risky because yeah. of the increased, you know, inflammation. And we know inflammation leads to a myriad of health problems, including autoimmune and, you know, cancer. So – do you, exactly. like, you could flip it. You could easily say, hey, but hang on. You could be vegan and eat grains all day long and still have problems with your health. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It's the source and it's the quality of the food that is so, so important. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure we, um, on another uh, one that we did on debunking the what the health, I think we talked a lot about that study with red meat and the cigarette smoking and or how it was having, I think, an egg was the equivalent to oh smoking gosh, a cigarette. Oh, my gosh, they rehashed that yeah. info, didn't they? Oh, I don't remember that, but that's that has been pulled to pieces so many times now and we know that it's so um, so incorrect and it's so irrelevant and that those studies is very much correlation not causation so usually the people that they're studying are on like a standard american diet so they're eating lots of heavily processed grains lots of processed foods usually the meat is very highly processed it's full of chemicals it's usually the things like um oh what sort of meats would i be thinking ash um so things like the salamis the um like the, the really heavily processed preserved meats mm. are usually the things that are associated with those type of um, kind of health changes, not necessarily organic grass-fed, you know, chicken or beef or whatever it is with that's consumed with good healthy fats and good quality, um, you know, fibre and starch and all of those sorts of things. So there, it's it's you're comparing like apples and oranges. You can't take someone who's on a standard American diet and then put them onto a vegan diet and they have this what Chris Cresser calls a vegan honeymoon, which is exactly what happens. You know, you, you take someone on a standard American diet, you put them on a plant-based diet, of course they're going to notice a health benefit. Absolutely. That is That happens every single time. I even noticed it going from vegetarian to vegan. I had a vegan honeymoon as well, even going from vegetarian to vegan. So because I wasn't eating any dairy products anymore. And I know that I can't tolerate dairy, but when I was vegetarian, I was, you know, supplementing a lot of stuff with just, you know, having some cheese and yogurt and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, So that happens almost every single time. I'm going on heaps different tangents here tonight. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. But that, that's kind of what this um, movie brings up, doesn't it? It brings yeah. up these these directions and tangents because there's so much information they dive through, which is obviously done in a really, you know, coherent way. It's 80 minutes of um, flow, you know, to watch the movie. It's, yeah. it's made well. So there's no no concerns with that. Um, I just, you know, I think what I would love to see more of is rather than harping on about, you know, veganism or diets or things like that, just talking more about the fact that this planet has an issue of being overfed, overfed and undernourished. You know that we we have yes. got an abundance of calories. We have a not short of calories. 
research came out just recently. Australia has dropped from like 120 something on the childhood obesity um, rankings in the world. We've dropped down to 140. I mean, what have we, this last decade, our our mission, our our focus, our vision on raising healthier children, the programs, the government money, the spending, like the massive media campaigns around this, and we've gone further down the chain. I am so confused and I'm so angry about it, Um, but I think what we're doing is confusing people more with movies like this, which are pushing certain agendas and certain styles because I have no doubt in my mind that some of these dietary changes are unhealthy. You could eat pesticide-loaded fruits and vegetables every single day and be incredibly sick. Yeah, totally. Or just, you know, what's stopping them? You saw all of those um, football players sort of, three quarters of the way through the movie where they were sitting down, the wife was a chef, and they're eating mac and cheese. They're still eating hamburgers that are made from something that looks, smells, and resembles meat that doesn't have meat in it. So what the hell have they put in it to make it resemble that in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, peanut butter, cheesecake, all sorts of different things. Like that is not a healthy body mate. That is not nutrition. No. No. That it's no. just oh. one of the things that I found really funny was um, there was a guy oh this one of the, the strong man and he said uh, people keep saying to him how do you get as strong as an ox without eating meat and his response to them is always have you ever seen an ox eat meat now that's a that's a super quippy statement you know it's almost like what memes are made out of and I think that that would be so easy to just reproduce and to say to people and to shut people down and those sorts of things but it's a really superficial comment because there is absolutely no comparison between an ox and a human like yes an ox is as big and strong as it is but it literally spends all day eating Mm. all day yeah that's what it does all day long it has a completely different digestive tract to us um I, I can't tell you exactly how many stomachs it has but i know that for example like a cow has four stomachs yeah so long it has a com- time <laughs> you it has a completely long time. different way yeah. to absorb and assimilate nutrients just like comparing us to gorillas mm. is completely nonsensical yeah. Look, I, I think, and while you're talking about that animal, you know, kingdom, we've got to remember we're not we're not distanced, we're not disconnected from the animal kingdom. So mm-hmm. one of the takeaways that came from the movie, you know, for me was that somehow the human species has evolved, the human, you know, <laughs> yep. body has evolved in a way that is stupid because our teeth are not fit for purpose. <laughs> And I was just sitting there going, huh, sorry? Like, are you telling me this many, you know, generations of evolution, you're telling me our teeth are somehow accidental, that the fact that we have canines, incisors, and, you know, rear molars are just a mistaken byproduct of our vegan past? I mean, come on now. That's just, if you look at any other animal in the animal kingdom, that just doesn't make sense. Surely, people, you you looked at that and went, are you? hang on, how is it so a tiger's teeth are accidental and, you know, a a gorilla's teeth are accidental and uh, a cow's teeth are accidental? They're not. They're fit for purpose. So essentially for me this movie was telling me that my dentition was stupid and it was not made for what, you know, I was supposed to be eating. Um, That was just one of the things that challenged me because I guess I always look for those evolutionary um, evidences of why we are what we are and why we do what we do with behavior and, mm-hmm. you know, function. I look at the brain. Why does it function the way it does based on evolutionary input? Like, do you know, it, we have to sort of go a little bit backwards to understand the forwards motion. Um, 
So that was, you know, one that's, again, challenged me to start to switch off and and question the framework And I think that that is a really common argument that's used where they show, say, the skull and the dentition of a carnivore and they compare it to a human. And this teeth argument has been dunked debunked so many times Mm. uh, like you know over and over again we've been eating meat for two and a half million years and there is a lot of very compelling very strong evidence that shows that the inclusion of animal protein and our ability to figure out how to you know hunt and do all that sort of stuff has actually been part of what has allowed for the evolution of our species um, in the first place it's one of the biggest changes that they attribute to um, us developing these bigger brains to coming out of the trees and you know all of those sorts of things and also the fact that um, you and I right now in the 21st century can still chew and digest meat hmm so surely our teeth are doing something, right? Yeah, all the enzymes we produce in order to help break it down. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I think we've made our point about that, that um, we'd love you to, to see this movie through through our critical eyes. <laughs> you know, yes. hopefully, hopefully we're giving you just ways to look at this and challenge the thought processing. By no means it's wrong because for me I looked at this movie and say, hey, this is what we recommend. We do recommend a predominantly plant-based diet. We do recommend healthful sources of, you know, clean proteins and we do recommend great sources of um, you know, minerals, vitamins and nutrients that you need on a daily basis because the majority of the sick world and uh, you know these are all the standard australian standard american diets are lacking in plant food so i 100 agree that we absolutely need to get children adults across the globe increasing their plant intake increasing the colors you know and variety of plants i have no doubt about that 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 is absolutely the right way forward for human health um, because the majority of people are not doing that. But do I think a full swing from, you know, an omnivorous, you know, diet to um, just say, for example, just a vegetarian or vegan diet is the right option? I'm not sure. I don't think it is mm-hmm. for the majority of people. It can be temporarily uh, for some people to resolve yeah. major health challenges and crises. I would highly yeah. encourage women to do it. We do that in our 28-day hormone reset, you know, there's elements of that reset which align, you know, with the conversations they've had in this movie because yes, absolutely. absolutely, you know, we want to withdraw those um, those chemicals, those things that cause oxidative stress, those things that cause inflammation, those things that cause issues with the gut. Um, but, you know, keeping that as a long-term uh, lifestyle approach is not even what we advocate. You know, we, we advocate for reintroductions of things that support mm-hmm. and, and suit that person, and that's a very personal thing. So, um, yeah, I don't think we should just chill out and go vegan. But anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, Ashley, I do think that we should do an episode on how to be a healthy vegan. Yeah, so how yeah, to, definitely. How to do yep. this really, really well. And yeah. I do think that we should do a separate episode on um, the environmental impact of, um, you know, vegan versus like omnivorous, you know, living <laughs> um, because I think that those are two different arguments. I don't think that um, that there's so much to the environment environmental impact and it's a lot more than what it seems. And I have heard that there's another documentary that's coming out called The Sacred Cow that actually talks about regenerative farming and does, you know, hopefully is going to do a really good job of looking at a little bit more objectivity rather than just going plant-based because um, there's, you know, downsides to that for the environmental impact as well. So I do think that that's a separate argument. 
the, oh gosh, I, I took three pages of notes when I, when I watched this and, um, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I thought that that James Wilkes guy who, you know, is the sort of narrator of it, that I thought he was pretty hot. I probably would have tuned out much faster because I don't really care about <laughs> athletic performance that much. You know, it's certainly something that we, we look at every day and we work on with our patients, but it's obviously mm. not something that I'm like massively um, passionate about. Oh, wait, before we would be so remiss to not address the erectile function section. Oh, because oh. That's yeah, actually how we learned about game changers in the first place. So everybody was harping <laughs> on about if you want to have bigger, better erections, you need yeah. to go plant-based. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is such a load of crap. Um, <laughs> they took three people. They did one night of one meal. <laughs> it was just it's not an experiment. It's not science. It's just a hilarious thing that they did. And there's no relevance to it whatsoever. So they put these huge, big strapped on things onto these guys. And if you haven't seen the movie, that probably sounds a hell of a lot worse than what it was. But, and then the first night that they went to bed was after their, their, um, you know, burrito with meat in it. It would make perfect sense that they wouldn't necessarily sleep as well that first night because of all the crap that's strapped to their body and there's so many other factors involved with erections <laughs> like what kind of training did they do that day um have they already had sex have you know so many other things like that is not an argument for having a plant-based diet it is absolutely a load of crap but it's good watching. It's good viewing. Like it, it makes for a good story. So, you know, and again, it's one of those points that sticks in people's mind about the movie. So, you know, let's just say you didn't get the man on board with um, any other information. As soon as you start talking about penis function, they're like, oh, totally on board now. Um, and as soon as you've got a girlfriend that's watching it going, see, babe, told you this is why I'm vegan. You know, like it's just, it's a reinforcing factor. So um, I, I liked it. I was giving them, you know, two thumbs up for effort there. I was like, yeah, yeah, good point. You played that really well. <laughs> Did I agree with it? No, but I was just smiling thinking, man, if you want to push an agenda and you want to win this argument, that's a good place to go. <laughs> but we know that our audience is not going to smile on that. Yeah. 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 All right, ladies. So um, I guess, yes, uh, we probably, we, we, as we do, we tend to bandy on a bit about things and uh, probably get, you know, a little bit uh, off track at times. But what uh, what I loved about this was it, it's creating conversations, you know, it's getting people thinking. Um, I think some of the people who are not thinking are the ones who are not asking better questions but that's okay because they'll go down this path for a while and realize it just you know may not be sustainable for them so it'll help them you know find another direction so I always think the journey is you know part of the part of the learning as well so for anyone who switched over to you know a vegan diet and it seems to be doing well now awesome enjoy the journey if things change and you're know, not feeling as great maybe reconsider the why behind that and uh throughout it's your health it's your choice you know what it comes down to yeah, whether i say absolutely. it or anyone else say it, it's damn it it doesn't matter what anyone has to say or anyone what's you know what you think at the end of the day it's your body it's your health it's your choice who cares what the wellness woman says who cares what the game changer says do what feels right to you. Trust yourself. Follow intuition. Make your learning part of your lifestyle. You know, make it important to yourself yes. to read and learn and yes. understand more. Um, yeah, that's what that was my takeaway. I'm like, cool. Keep learning, guys. Keep learning. Oh, Ash, that is awesome. And I think that that's a really good sort of uh, point that we can stop on. Um, ladies, just remember, this is not our criticism of veganism or vegetarianism. Um, we just 
needed to highlight that this is, you know, this documentary is still propaganda. It's still pushing an agenda uh, and that there's a lot of flawed science there. If you want a really comprehensive breakdown of it, I would definitely suggest that you um, check out Chris Cress's uh, breakdown and summary of the game changes. He did a really compelling interview with Joe Rogan. Um, I think and that some that would solid be- research references too. Like if you have yeah. the time and you're interested, yeah. this guy yeah. has compiled the research. I'm pretty impressed with what he's done. <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. And, you know, we have we don't have three hours to sort of go over this. And if we did, I'd be more than happy to dive into a lot of the research as well because I did look at some of their studies and they have really cherry-picked a lot of the stuff that they have presented on, on Game Changers. But you can be a healthy athlete. You can be a vegan athlete. Um, I think we absolutely should eat more plants. I'm totally for that. Um, so ladies, uh, I think it's time that we, you know, we cut the combo now cause we could go on for bloody ages on this, but, uh, ladies, we would love to know what you thought of the movie. Okay. What was your opinion? Um, you, everybody's absolutely entitled to their own opinion. And if you want to share that with us, remember in a respectful, loving way, we respect everyone's opinions, <laughs> then please feel free to do that on social media. I, um, you know, Popped, popped all those links um, either in the show notes of this or at the start of the episode. So, ladies, you have been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar for women's health. And until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.